Now, Destination Anywhere with Melanie Olivero. Destination Anywhere today looks at travelling to make a difference in this world and to help others neighbouring our nation build on their strengths. This is CNA 938. I'm Melanie Olivero. My guest today is someone who has no doubt travelled widely and as a GM of one of the, the Singapore branch of one of the world's biggest pharmaceutical and biotech companies that pioneered the mRNA technology in our COVID-19 vaccines, you know she would have been to many places for work. But one place she remembers fondly and vividly is Vietnam, particularly when she went there some years back as part of the YEP, or Youth Expedition Project. It's a service learning program by Youth Corps Singapore. It's a national institution that supports young Singaporeans keen to serve the community. So let's tap on the experiences and the memories of Evelyn Pang, the General Manager of Moderna Singapore. Evelyn, welcome back to CNE 938. Hello, Melanie. Hi. Evelyn, let's talk about why you signed up for the YEP in Vietnam. Did you choose Vietnam or was it one of the countries that was presented to you? Yeah, so it. I was only a university student, you know, it was a long time ago. and it's Just, just so maybe nice. a couple of years. No, thank you. <laughs> Less than a decade, I'll take the offer. <laughs> so we were thinking about, because I've been doing community service work, um, in Singapore, yeah, um, in various ways, and one of the key things that came to mind was that oh, I've done, I've experienced a lot as a student. Um, what about overseas? Can we still do? Can we do different types of community service work? And when we search on the net, then they say oh, the YEP program allows students to go overseas as a group. So um, that's where we bring a group together, a few of us first, and I was tasked as the assistant uh, team leader. So with that, we could then say, okay, what ASEAN countries could we go for? And maybe as a young, vibrant group, we said, okay, we've not been to Vietnam. Maybe let's try for that. So we submitted the proposal for Vietnam and they allocated us then a city in Vietnam called Hue. So that was where the destination was. Hue. And also it taught you at an early age leadership skills. When you learn such skills when you're a teenager or a student, it's so important, yeah, Evelyn? Yeah, so I think for us, it was really for planning, right? Yeah. So as planning a leader, as well. yeah. we bring people. So initially, the group was only just four of us, you know, team leader, assistant team leader, and two facilitators. So we have to start to recruit people. So that um, people skills, I think that's what we learned, to recruit people that are within the science faculty where I was from as a pharmacist, in as a student. But I would say, we cannot have only, right, just science students and all, we want to mix. So we expanded. So the outreach was something that we look at. Then uh, we thought about it. Okay, how do we then plan? So as a leader, we need to plan ahead. So like, let's say, for instance, what's the day-to-day um, um, activities? Yeah. Because we're there for two and a half weeks thereabout. But also to say, well, if emergency happens, we are responsible for the students who are coming with us. So as a student leader, how do we then prepare and make sure that we have the contacts available, we have the right um, Singapore contacts, but also in Vietnam, yeah. who can we um, liaise with? Yeah, project management, people skills, leadership skills, planning skills as well. Okay, so tell us more about your project there. I understand you helped with school building efforts in that city located in central Vietnam, Hue. Can you tell us more about your duties when you were there? How did your how did YEP match your skills when you were there? 
Yeah. So um, because we need, um, we have understood the needs. So yes. the preparation for the project comes maybe three, five months before. Okay. Once we are allocated that, yes, you can go as a team, then that's where the preparation comes. Um, we knew that the need for the village was to build a, school, a classroom. Oh, classroom. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And also to say that, well, there are um, kids about seven, eight, nine years old. Um, the interest for maybe learning a new English, a new language could be fun for them. But to say, oh, but we can't speak um, Vietnamese, right? So yeah. we have to keep it quite simple to then integrate uh, ourselves. The good thing was that we have uh, university students from uh, in Hui who were joining us as translators. Okay. So while in Singapore, we tried to learn a bit of Vietnamese, but, you know, a crash course of like, one, two months can't bring us too far away. We could probably say Sin Chao, like morning, um, to the villagers. But that's about that's about all, you know. Or maybe our favourite food, right? Banh mi, yes. pho, something like that, only to, to order. Um, but the helpfulness of the students allow us to then uh, first, I think, um, set up and launch the plan that we wanted. We built this classroom for them. So you physically built the classroom. We have help from the local um, team as well. Okay. There. So, um, but we built the classroom. Then after that, because we were ahead of schedule and it started to rain. We were there maybe May, June um, period. Then we saw that, oh, the students are going to school. Many of them are barefooted. Right. The path to, so we stay in the village, right? Away from the city and all. And we saw, we were living just at the fringe in the community centre, like a two-storey building um, in sleeping bags. My, some of my um, friends were sleeping in hammocks. So it was fun for two weeks, like, you know, um, really a different kind of experience. Yeah. And then we saw students going to school barefooted. Mm. And then we said, oh, when it rains, then it's really uncomfortable for them to get to the school, right? Yeah. Or the classroom, having dirty feet and all. So we said, maybe we could spend the additional time that we have to step up and raise the um, elevation of the footpath. Okay. So that was an additional thing that we did on the spot. So it was like to say, well, we have more time, we have resources. Can we then pump it into uh, a more uh, deeper impact for the students and the children even after we leave. Then we started to pave, you know, a, a path, a simple one, you know, so that the kids could uh, walk around. And for them, they also see it as something fun. So many of us join in together as well in the project. Well, you may see it as a small gesture, an additional one, but I think it, it helped them so much for sure. And while there, you also taught English and organised social activities. Did this, these students already have a very basic grasp of English or like you, they only knew a few keywords like hello, goodbye, good morning. Mm. The university students are pretty eloquent. The other students? But the little kids, it's new. They are completely, completely new to old. English. So imagine that, you know, we are teaching like really fundamental kindergarten, right? We right. have pictures, so we draw pictures, then we tell them. Or sometimes when we pick up um, items from the village, like an apple, a fruit, then we'll bring it to class. So it's almost like a mini show and tell. We have always a translator um, with us okay. so that they could explain deeper. But we still try to um, at least bring in the keywords for them with the right pronunciation. We did some colouring, art activities. I think the part that I remember most was also that we, we practiced a dance because we want to showcase Singapore culture. Yes. Yeah, so we presented the dance to the students. We had a games day with them that introduced some of the more traditional games, fun games that we play. And um, to be honest, they had fun, we had fun, but it was such simple like 
um, games that doesn't need much preparation, you know, like, like hopscotch, what, uh? hopscotch. Um, five stones, you know, simple things that we brought along or if not, we just draw on the floor. Zero point? Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I think the girls love zero point, but to be honest, the guys do better, right? Uh, at the oh, end of really? It because, yeah, by the heat. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. When, you, when you bring it up yeah. to the head, of course, of course. All right, so you did quite a lot there. Because Evelyn also, I did a YEP project in Vietnam as oh, well. Oh, very nice. In, in Ho Chi Minh City while I was working as a documentary producer for CNA TV. So we filmed some Singaporean youth who taught English to students. So that is also, that's why your trip resonated very much with me. I found the, the school children there very bright, curious and friendly. How did you find the, the children? Because from what you told me, they were also very bright and so eager to learn. Yeah, very curious. Yeah. Yeah, and very inquisitive. So they always point us. Sometimes they'll bring things because we brought items, right? Yeah. To show them and say, oh, in English, what is this? Then in a few days later, they start to bring the items at home and then ask us, right? Okay, what is this in English? Ooh. Yeah, so very curious, very bubbly. They know where we stay at the fringe. So sometimes they'll pop by as well um, in the evening, you know, just to play with us. So we get to practice like all the games that we taught them. We brought a soccer ball. Ah. So that was a favourite, right? So in the evening, we'll just all play together. So very vibrant, very curious. And I think it. I can still remember how happy, right, they, um, the children are when actually, you know, it was just simple joy. So yeah. that takes that was a lesson or maybe a reminder for me that we don't need a lot to be happy, right? It's really the contentment, being around with friends, being around or having inquisitive minds and then just explore, right? That, that explorer feeling, I think I can still feel it right now. Yeah, mm. for sure, for sure. Let's talk more about exploring our palettes because in Vietnam, for me, when I was there, our guides took us to some yummy places to eat, to makan. Also, tap out for us when we were filming. So, they tap out for us the best banh mi I've ever tasted, Evelyn. Of course, banh mi being the popular Vietnamese sandwich. So, what dishes did the locals introduce to you there? What did you eat? You, mm. you mentioned banh mi, of course. Banh mi, yes. Um, because it was at the village. There yeah. was a particular store. Um, it was a crunchy version, not the soft version. It's really like French baguette kind. And then there were simple toppings. It was just butter and sugar or peanut butter. Oh. Yeah, so, so we could... So not, no not, not No meat. No meat because it wasn't available then. Sure, sure. Yeah. And um, so we will go there only when we feel that we have... Allo we have remainder money for yes. the week. You know, because we are allocating our resources and all, right? Yeah. So the team will go only when we say, okay, I think we would be able to, you know, um, munch on uh, the banh mi. Um, I think one of the most memorable meal that I had um, was a surprise dinner that the village head brought us to. Wow. So one day, they, he came and said, okay, you know, there was a bus, we went out um, to somewhere else, not in, not in the village. And we went to this shop that looks um, super normal, like it was like a China, like a Chinatown shop that you imagine. Okay, yeah. But when we step in, they were hosting um, a, a very good dinner, but the food was like animals that we we don't really eat. Like what? Uh? Um, he brought in snake. Snake, okay. Yeah, right? Snake, and then he, they will do snake wine together with it. So it was wow. a live steak that they will then skin it in front. Oh, um, oh. Thankfully, I'm the assistant team leader. The team leader had to drink it uh -huh. <laughs> with the blood inside. Okay, okay. Um, we were brought porcupine meat. Uh -huh. So that was something that was um, unique. I yeah, that, that I tried only for that one time ever. Is it very gamey, very chewy? Uh, 
chewy. I would say chewy, it's chewy. Yeah. Mm, yes, yes, okay. yeah. Maybe like very tough beef that was maybe ah. more overcooked. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, if they don't say it, we probably don't know. But eventually when the students say, oh, you know, this is what you eat. Then we're like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but to them, it's like delicacy, sure, right? Sure, yes. It's special food that they want to bring uh, the host to experience, the, the, the visitors, which is us, to experience. Yeah. So we were really thankful for that. Uh, experience. So till now, we still remember the snake wine together with, you know, um, th- two, three tables of us eating together with the students, together with the village uh, head. Yeah. It's food from the heart, what mm, we've learned, right? Yes, exactly. So you look beyond what we normally don't eat, the, the spectacle of it all, but you look at it as food from the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about what you do. Of course, you're the GM, the general manager of Moderna Singapore. And so many of us are traveling not just to Vietnam, Southeast Asia, around the world, and also to other far-flung areas. So now that many of us have been vaccinated against COVID-19, quite a few of us are wondering if we still have to take vaccines in the years to come as COVID-19, the virus, mutates. Yeah. So, Melanie, I think the, the gist of it you mentioned already, because mm. the virus mutates, right? And it, it keeps mutating and at least at this point of time, it continues to outsmart us. So what the vaccine does is that we, if we stay up to date with the vaccination, um, then we will be able to protect ourselves and be able to enjoy uh, the holiday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what is important is also that when we travel and when we come back, we bring souvenirs home, but sometimes we bring bugs that's around as well. So the last thing we want is to come back Right, falling sick and things like that. So I think vaccination is important. And the Ministry of Health's recommendation right now is to say a yearly vaccination would be helpful um, for COVID-19. Um, the same thing for the respiratory, other respiratory diseases like flu as well. So there will be more vaccines to come as this virus decides to change outfits. Yes, yeah. And this will continue. This will mm. continue, right? Um, just like flu. So I think we, we see as it will be an evolution from the pandemic to yeah. endemic because we will live with COVID. Yeah. Just like we live with flu, we live with other viruses. So um, vaccination is still the best form of prevention. Um, so that would be something that um, I think the doctors are advocating, Ministry of Health is advocating uh, as well. So that yearly vaccination would be helpful. Okay. 2024 is the year where so many of us, again, travel to countries near and far. How do we keep safe to keep COVID-19 and other flu bugs at bay? Should we still wear masks on planes? Because I can tell you, Evelyn, when I went to Ireland last year and my mask was in my pocket, as I was putting my bag up uh, on the overhead compartment, she coughed in my direction because she was below me. Mm. And that ruined part of my my Irish trip. I didn't have COVID, but it was a horrible, horrible flu. I should have masked up, actually. But would you do you say we should mask up even on the plane? Um, I think it's a personal preference. So um, for prevention, yeah. right, the best care is always, you know, um, hand hy- proper hand hygiene, right? Because the, easier, the easiest bug, we will, if we touch our eyes, touch our nose, we probably catch the bug quite easily. Um, I have a masking is helpful, especially in crowded places. For me, at least when my family travel, we try to mask up on the plane if it's a long flight. Yeah. And I always keep it handy in my bag. So it depends, right? If, you know, the most recent trips I have, you, it was a packed plane on, uh, from, on the way back from Hokkaido. Yeah. There were people who was like sniffing, coughing and all. I'm like, okay, timely. Ma- mask just pick on. it up. I mean, 
it's just so easy, right? Just mask up and then, yeah. you know, it's better to be safe than, sorry, the same for vaccination. So the kids will always mask up. Um, yeah, if we can, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I should have just masked up that day and I think I'm going to do that. My next trip, I'm definitely going to mask up for sure in the plane. Evelyn, thank you for sharing your experiences with us. Thank you. Thank you, Melanie. It's so good to see you in person. Thank you. Same here. <laughs> Evelyn Pang is the general manager of Moderna Singapore, the pharmaceutical and biotech company. And this has been Destination Anywhere. I'm Melanie Olivero for CNA 938. 